And we are back with Something Gate. Two episodes in the same night, Stephen Michael Bardo. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. So now that all those motherfuckers are gone for the evening, now you and I get to talk finally. How nice is that? Are they gone or are we gone? <laughs> well, you know, either way, we abandoned that fucking shit show. I thought it was good. No, it was a good time. I'm just joking. It was a fantastic time. A little off the rails, but then again, which show of ours isn't? Especially when you include alcohol. Yeah. It is, uh, it's going to be one of those every time. I know how to use a turn signal. So this episode is going to be done in the uh, style of the Mad Max Fury Road podcast. And we are on our way to IPIC to go see... Thor Ragnarok. Yay. Steve has not seen this movie yet. Everybody else at the table had seen this movie. Steve along made the comment. With, along with everybody else in the world. <laughs> Steve had made the comment that he had not yet seen this movie. And I am freezing my balls off. Can you help me get heat? Because I'm dying. Why don't you fucking I don't understand how it works. Make, make, it, make it work. Turn the thing on. Ooh, too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. Ah, so much better. No, putting cold yeah, air see, on me. See, here's the temperature gauge, and until that's warm, this it's is not going to make it warm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so, if you know how cars work at all, Jared. But so, Steve. Yes. What are your expectations of this movie? Anything? I expect to see a lot of fucking lightning. That's what I expect. To uh, see. That's a that's a pretty. Well, those people almost died. Uh, that is a uh, pretty. They weren't in the crosswalk. I was in the right. No, pretty uh, accurate. Want I like that idea. I like where you're going with it. Um, the thing that was the biggest surprise, and this is not a spoiler thing, this, the biggest surprise to me in this entire film was the Americanization or the uh, Midgardization of Thor. Okay. So I felt in this movie that you got to see Thor progress from being like this Asgardian god to being somebody who likes to hang out at Earth. So, I liked that. Okay. That's a thing that I think is a very... This person's license plate is QB. It's probably a quarterback. Or a queen bee. But it's a Bears license plate, so it's probably one of the Bears... Ah, oh, this is Jay Cutler! Oh, wait, no, hold on. He's a Miami Dolphins guy. <laughs> I also don't think Jay Cutler can afford a Lincoln. He <laughs> <laughs> just got paid $12 million to play for the Dolphins. Yeah, dude. well... For one year of work get hit in the head and now he's on the IR again <laughs> nice nice so smart so um was there anything we didn't talk about on our podcast that you wanted to bring up I mean like we kind of drove that one it was a nice hour and 15 minute one yeah which means that after I cut the like the beginning and end off of it is about an hour that's a that's a good solid podcast is there anything that you didn't get to talk about you wanted to well I think when we we kind of tangented off on uh, onto the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yes let's go to I, that I really think that we need to devote a solid episode to that character because okay. one I think it, it deserves it and I think it'll be interesting to see Looking at those Tobey Maguire films is almost like reading a Golden Age comic. It really is. Like, is it is it the greatest storytelling? Is it the greatest artwork? No, but it's so tied into the legend of those characters that you can't not be a part of it. Like, if you reread Amazing Fantasy 15 right now, oh, God. it's terrible. Right, yeah. Like, it doesn't hold so up. so bad. Yeah. But it's Amazing Fantasy 15. It is right. his origin. Right. Oh, Spider-Man. Right. Um, do you... 
do you feel that the original movie would hold up better today? Not, I'm not saying a better movie in general, but you think it would hold up better today if they would have not gone with the Power Ranger mask for Willem Dafoe? Um, no, and because just done his, Willem Dafoe. His whole costume was wrong. Okay. Like I, I get it. The Goblin Guider was supposed to be like a like a cavalry thing, and, the, and his armor was supposed to be like the flight suit for it. And if you watch the rest of the film, you can see around his apartment, he's a very old money type of millionaire, right? And he's got various masks of different cultures right. scattered around his apartment, but you never. The film never makes the link between the no, two. No, but of them. I've noticed that too. Like I, I watched it, and I said, and that's why I was okay with it. I'm like, because he's like in my in my thought, he's he's paying homage to that by doing that exactly. And so it's like the old kabuki masks and the uh, exactly. and the samurai, and, the samurai right. lower half. And in um, you know season uh, season two of Arrow, when they bring in Brother Blood, they talk a lot about how the the old shamans used to wear masks and it would give them power. Right. And I think that if if that would have been brought to light, I think you could have forgiven the rest of it, like his fucking pumpkin bombs and his trident that he had at the end for some reason that he literally pulled out of his ass. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, so... So are you more in line with the uh, the Franco Goblin or the no, the Andrew Garfield I, Goblin? I don't. I don't. I didn't like James Franco's snowboarding Goblin at all, uh, which is a shame because I think Harry could actually have one of the best character arcs of that trilogy. Right. Going he from, could have been. He could have been the constant in that entire thing. Well, the thing of it is, is that Harry gets written so shittily. Like he. He's always written as kind of like Peter's dumb but popular friend. Right. And that's unfair to him. Like, he has his own skill set. It's just in networking. Like, if you were the fucking richest guy at the poorest school in the fucking boroughs, then, yeah, you're going to be the one having the fucking house parties. You're going to know everybody. You're going to be friends with all the jocks and all the theater kids and probably all the smart kids, too, because you're going to have that capability. And if they would have presented him that way, as opposed to Norman Osborn's washout son, right. I think he would have gone a lot better. And then in the second film, if you could have Which had Which second him, film? Second Toby Maguire okay. film. Okay. Sam Raimi film. Okay. If you would have had him kind of haunted by his father's memory throughout, because he doesn't figure it out until the end of the second right. film. And right. if you would have put that throughout the rest of the second film, I think it would have been a better bridge into him becoming the goblin in the third film. Right. Because Harry legit became a goblin in the comics, but it wasn't until um, Hell on Earth that he donned the comics, donned the outfit because Liz Allen and his kid were in danger and he had a stash of the goblin juice and the costume up in his fucking attic. Right. And there was all this post-hypnotic stuff that his dad did to him and things like that. But sure. it was a it was a slow burn to get Harry to be the Green Goblin. Right. And you you had three movies to do that, and you didn't. So you know the um, the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man films just shoehorned the guy from Metallica through the Never in. Right. 
and you know I thought he was a fine Harry Osborn, but he wasn't mentioned at all in the first film. So just to bring him in in the second film, oh Peter Parker, my childhood friend, and I was like, you didn't wait, what? No, why is right. this thing now? Right. And to to really shove him in at the end there is kind of just a disservice to the importance of the Green Goblin in the Spider-Man lore. I'm with you. Did we end up ever talking about Logan? I don't think we ever did. You ended up seeing it. We saw it together. We saw it together, yeah. Yeah, okay. What Jeremy knew us. Right. I thought so, yeah. And we never never really talked about it, did we? We did not. So why not talk about it now? Okay. Let's do it. Cool. Um, So as everybody should or maybe don't, but I'll let you know, remember... Uh, Logan is the uh, fox, or he's a fox, right? Fox. Yeah, fox owns that property, and that is the, it's a play on the old man Logan storyline. It's not anything the same. It's it's way off the center, but yeah, it's... Yeah, the only, the only thing they have in common is that Logan is really fucking old. Right. And so, what did you, like, just, just a reaction, what did you think about the movie? Okay, um, I thought it was a worthy conclusion to the X-Men franchise, specifically the three, definitely the strongest of the three Wolverine films. Yeah. Like, hands down, uh, the best of, of those. Uh, well directed, you got some great performances out of, out of Hugh Jackman and the girl who plays X-23. Yeah. Ultimately, I felt it was lazy. Okay. Like, with with all that you could have drawn from from that character, you, you went with a really obvious motif of the old man literally fighting his younger self to give his future self in X-23 a chance at life. Sure. And... I just thought it was way too on the nose. Like, you could have done so much more with the Weapon X program and the the demons in Logan's past. And that's where I felt that they really nailed it. Like, I've always felt that Marvel Studios has been solid at that whole backstory thing. And the thing that the Fox group has lacked has been... They've been trying to build backstories and, like, these, these like, reverential things for their characters to be in, such as, like, the, the Fantastic Four movies and stuff. They want them to have these, like, illustrious backgrounds, like, these huge, deep characters. And I just need, I just need Johnny Storm. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need you to tell me everything about this guy. Whereas in, in Logan, I felt that not only did we have this character that we've known through three X-Men movies... Plus, First Class and Days of Future Past. Okay. Well, to be fair, he wasn't really a part of First Class. Well, I mean, okay, I, I'm sorry, I'm talking storyline. I'm talking timeline, not sure, not movie itself. So, he's been through three, he's been through X, one, two, and three. He's been through Days of Future Past, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. And then Logan, I mean, then he's been through the, the Wolverine movies with Silver Samurai and the stupid Deadpool. Yeah. Right? So... I felt that you didn't really need to give much of a depth to this character. You just needed to... This was a complete fan service movie. 
this movie was not for people that don't know the character or okay. know a portion right. of the character. So, it was just a so rather than okay, so rather than his younger clone, why not Sabretooth? In which part? In Logan. Okay. Like, why not make it Sabretooth as Logan? Is that what you're no, saying? No, why not, instead of him fighting, literally fighting his younger self, uh-huh. why not Why not have Sabretooth? Oh, I agree. No, I, I agree with you on that. Like, like, I'm with you 100%. No argument there. You're correct. I just didn't need to be... I didn't need the, the, the great payoff. I got... I got the grit and the feel out of the movie that I I was sold a movie and I got the movie that I was sold for the for first time in a long time, aside from First Class and Future Past with Fox. Like I've been I've been raped so many times by the Fox franchise by the uh, Fantastic Four franchise uh-huh. that I like every time I get a breath of anything good out of an X Men movie I'm like oh my god thank you. Okay. You know, it's, it's like yeah, it's like I, the, it's like, it's like, it's like that date that leaves yeah. you like hanging out. Like, hey, well, hey, what are we doing Friday night? And you hear nothing, and then all of a sudden, say, like, oh my god, you want to hang out Saturday? Right. Like, I I don't want people to think that I didn't enjoy the movie. I I don't think you're coming and, across that way at all. And you know, like we like we always talk about with the Marvel movies, you're separating A's from B's. You're separating sure. from a hundred percent to like an eighty-two percent. Sure. And and splitting those hairs is the the details that the fandom is built around. Right, and in that case, I agree and, with you 100. percent You know, you know me. I'm not a I'm not a fan of the Logan character. Right. Uh, I think it's trite. I think it's overplayed. Yep. And I, I just you know we've again we we saw him in three X Men films in addition right. to his two solo films. Yeah. Not to mention Days of Future. Days of Future Past is the only reason I watched this movie. Because right. they did such a good job with Days of Future Past. Yep. But you know when you're when you're going to put him as as the star, and then I don't I didn't like the fact that they never paid off the what happened to Westchester thing with with Professor Xavier. Yeah. Like, okay, let it be a mystery or don't. Right. But from from a filmmaking and a film watching perspective, I hate that bullshit. You know, like the second chapter of The Matrix. It's like we get all the way to this point and then we stop because we didn't have enough movie for two films, but we wanted to make two films. So right. we're going to stretch this out. Right. If this was meant to be the conclusion, because they never state, you know, what date it is and all the, um, you know, X Men Apocalypse and whatever is going to come next with the Dark Phoenix saga is all taking place decades before this uh-huh. if this is going to be the concluding chapter conclude the fucking story right you know if you want lo- either let it be a Logan story or let it be an X-Men story sure if you're going to use this as the last chapter of the X-Men tell us what happened to the fucking X-Men right so what do you think about the anticipation of the Dark Phoenix side because that looks like what they're doing um you know, I'm I'm a big fan of, of Sophie Turner. Her her engagement to the Jonas brother, notwithstanding, she's engaged to a Jonas she brother. Sure is. Which one? I don't know. Nick. Uh, sure. I, I don't. One of the Jonases. One is. of the Jonases. Um, which which kills me. But you know, more on that at some other point. So would you would you rather Sophie Turner or Jess from True Blood? Oh, Jess. Okay. So, Sophie Turner's a little too young. 
No, I agree. Like, she's, she's legal, but that's that's approaching like creepy, okay, creepy area. I'm with you. I agree. Oh, absolutely, just Deborah Ann Wall. All Deborah Ann Wall looks like a woman. Yeah. Now, for yeah. sure. I mean, even on True Blood, she was. Like, no, she like when when she went from a baby vamp to a vamp, it was oh. like. Oh my god, like when, when she leveled, when she went Super Saiyan 1, it was so nice. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. I agree. Uh, but yeah, oh yeah, Deborah Ann Wall all the way. But, um... So gross as I, a blonde. Yeah, she does not pull that off well. At all. Uh, I don't like it. She uh, looks faded. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? That's, it, it, it looks washed out. It's right. exactly what it looks like. Um, I mean, she's so pretty, but she just looks like this. Yeah, it looks like you. It looks like you took a photo and you ran it through a Photoshop, you know, decontrasting thing, right? And you pull all the all the color out of it. Um, Gross. Uh, but back to the X Men. Sorry, I, I, you know, <laughs> Squirrel. I, I like Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. I thought she did a fine job. I thought the whole cast of um, Apocalypse did did a fine job. Um, so to to take that next step into the Dark Phoenix saga, I think they'll have a better chance of pulling it off than X Men Three did because it felt really oh, yeah. shoehorned into X Men Three. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're gonna make her be able to be super powerful, like three quarters of the movie. We're never gonna call her the Phoenix. We're just gonna dress her in red and make her nuts. Yeah, um, I think you can, uh, I, and I think she can tap her in her Sansa to really get. Uh, Really get I think to that she'll be able to act level. it. Yeah, I, th- I think she'll be able to p- pull it off. Exactly. Like I think she's got the chops, in my opinion, to pull it off. Right now, how they're going to differentiate their Dark Phoenix saga from X Three and the Marvel cartoon? You know, the the old X Men cartoon from the nineties, because the the nineties did a pretty fair job yes, on the Dark did. Phoenix saga for yep. for a kids show. Yep. You know that. That got pretty deep. Yeah, it did. Um, how you separate Dark Phoenix from their, you know, they're trying to cash in on Star Wars and Star Trek and make it a space opera because the X-Men were in space for a long fucking time. Yep. Uh, that I don't know how you're going to do. So they've never really gone too deep into Gene's backstory in, in these recent movies. So right. you've got room to play there, you know. She had an abusive childhood. Where where is she drawing this dark energy from? Right, it's not from this ancient force. Right. So are they gonna are they gonna go poltergeist with it and have her be possessed by essentially a cosmic entity, or are they going to make it a natural extension of her powers and you know really get into the fact that some people can be pretty fucked up? Right. Which in this day and age of you know, accepting mental illness and things like that, I think you can really make a powerful statement about how that type of mentality can affect someone's personality and how they view the world. I agree, man. Well, we're going to pause it here. We're going to go in and watch uh, Thor Ragnarok for the first time for Steve to see it and the second time for me to see it. And uh, we'll catch you back, guys, on the flip side. Got to throw my phone on the floor. On the floor! Threw it on the ground! To be continued. And we are 
double back with something gate Fury Road Part 2 <laughs> Fury Road Ragnarok edition so Steve we just got done seeing uh, Ragnarok Thor Ragnarok and um, at this point what do you feel? I mean, it's it's a little bit past oh, midnight, which is always fun. Totally great. I mean, very very enjoyable. Um, uh, pretty, uh, very different tonally from the other uh, right movies. That was my that was my big point that I made when I when I watched this one that when I was talking to Claire and stuff about it is that I really feel that you see Thor's Midgard influence in this movie. Uh, let's be honest, the influence is from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure, you know what <laughs> it is. But like but I agree with you. Like they went, okay, we, we need space gods and we need them this needs to be like they went by they I mean Marvel went, um how do we make this work together? You went let's you see that shit? Let's shake it like less that. Shakespeare more eighties. <laughs> right. But it was like in my opinion really good and then but they didn't just go, oh we're gonna kinda do it. They really leaned into it. Yeah they did. Like I uh, maybe a bit too many gags. Absolutely, um, I agree. Like that's that's one point that I made with Claire too. When I said I go, they they went for the comedic joke one too many times in my mm-hmm. opinion. Not that it was bad. But yeah, like, I mean, like they, they just they went one too many times, you know, and I was I like, st- okay, I still got the belly laughs out of it. But at the same time, it was like, all right, you could okay. you could yeah. let this scene yeah, be just, this scene. Just, just let it go. You just, know, like I didn't I didn't need. Mark Ruffalo face planting on the Rainbow Bridge. If he'd uh, <laughs> if he had come down and Hulk smashed Fenris right in the face, I'd have been equally as happy. But, exactly. But we got Mark Ruffalo face planting on the Rainbow At Bridge. At the same time, I understand the I understand the artistic choice of doing that. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I get it. That's okay. Okay. Themat like thematically, it makes sense on the choices they made. I don't necessarily agree with all the choices, but everything fit. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So, it's hard for me to say that this would be bad in any sense of the imagination. Um, one of the things that I, um, when I saw it the first time, that I, I didn't know how I felt about this whole thing. What, how did you feel about Kate Blanchett? Oh my god, she is fucking smoking. Right? Okay! Like, like I hated her in oh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And she was like, as like fifteen, like she was like fifteen years younger in Lord of the yeah. Rings, and in this one, I'm like, "You're my emo <laughs> goddess." I, say, I can't believe you didn't jump through the screen because ah no, <laughs> I'm like, like when she slicks that, like when she puts it, when she grabs her hair and turns it into horns, I'm like, I. If you ever like watch something where you question who you are as a human <laughs> being, I was like, why do I find this hot? This is not okay. Oh, it's totally okay. I know, but it's like, wow. Kate Blanchett is old as shit, in a way. I mean, she's probably like two years older than me. <laughs> but in Hollywood years, she's like 90. <laughs> but you look at, like, I mean, we look at her as like Galadriel. She she looked like, dude, in, the, in Lord of the Rings, she looked 60. Yeah, she did. Because she was so washed out. In this, she had tone. And like lip color and everything, yeah. and you look at her, and she like actually has like definition on her face, and I'm like, I kind of want to bang you, like. Yeah, except she never shut up. I know. She All was. the exposition. Oh my god. <laughs> she always had some shit to say about everything. Yeah, she did. Like, she did. A, she did a good job playing a woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. Summer and Claire. I'm just trying He's to not make a joke. He's not, though. But, man, yeah, I mean, I thought she did. She did a great job because even when she's, you know, cracking jokes and everything, she's just, she's never not threatening. That and confident, that, like, like just that, like, and she knew she was, like, yeah. King Dick. Yeah. That, that was the coolest thing for me. She's like, I don't give a shit about you and Loki. Because I'm just kind of coming here, like, whip your fucking shit all over the place. Yeah, interesting choice to make uh, her their sister instead of Loki's daughter. Right? So that's that was definitely uh, a good call. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Valkyrie? Oh, uh, she's fine. Um, yep. I don't know why we needed to take Sif's role and give it to somebody else, but that's, well, you know, whatever. Well, as you can see, they took the Warriors 3 and just took them out of the yeah, equation. Yeah, they got smoked. Like, holy shit. Dead, dead. Heroic scene. Still dead. Yeah, I think I think that's I think just kind of falls under the whole. Um, we don't need to. We don't want to deal with your storyline anymore. So you're Which, no yeah, longer here. Yeah, the whole you know ten minutes we've devoted to you three. Right, but then uh, nobody has to worry about it. It's like and it's gone. So hopefully Jamie Alexander is still out there somewhere because we love you. Is that the, is that Sif? That's Sif. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she had that one episode on Shield twice. Oh, two episodes. Sorry. Yeah. There's always the small screen Marvel options for you. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the other three. You all dead. <laughs> Sorry. And Anthony Hopkins, too. It's like, man, how are we going to kill Odin in like four seconds? Yeah. <laughs> like, but I, Jesus. I like got the first 15 minutes of that movie. Two of the Warriors, three, Molnir, and Odin. All gone. Yeah. But I think you need that to actually put the gravitas on what you're dealing with. Oh, I agree. I mean, there's no other way to do it. It's just like... Because, like, you how, how, how else are you going to scare... Like, how else are you going to scare Thor? Yeah. That. You like, that's you it. dig around with it, especially if you want to do World War Hulk as well. Or Planet right. Hulk, rather. And I loved the fact that what it was... It wasn't her killing Odin. It was... When Odin, Odin left, Odin died, and now hey, when Odin guess left, the there's a power, door. there's a power vacuum, and guess who's back? Yeah, yeah, totally. Kate Blanchett like never made me feel things inside my body, <laughs> but every time I watch this movie, I'm like, God damn, I don't get it. Like, yeah, when she's when she's sitting on the throne talking to fucking Carl Urban. Yes, Carl Urban, one of my favorite bit character roles of everything. Wasted waste of Carl Urban. I know. If he was going to be somebody in the MCU, I wanted it to be something of substance because I love Carl Urban. I know. And I thought, okay, he's going to be the executioner. He's going to execute some shit and he's going to have some magic M16s and we're going to rock and roll. And then it was, did, did, did nothing. But he got to rise up at the end and he, save Asgard. He dude. did nothing. He was the savior of Asgard. He was not the, the savior of Asgard at all. Yes, he, well, in a way. He fought like four guys and then got murdered. Like a boss. Murdered. Like like a champ. Not at all. Because, you know, instead of going, hey, supreme goddess of death who's going to murder me instantly, he could have done something of substance, like picked up his axe and axed her in the face. But no, I'm going to shout at you so that you can kill me. Fair enough. Because tactics. Are we talking about Kate Blanchett again? By the way, did I tell you how much Kate Blanchett made, like, feel like yes. a nice body? It is starting to get weird now. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. She's hot. 
She has a pet wolf, a giant pet wolf. Let's talk about Hulk penis. Let's not talk about Hulk penis. Oh, oh, you've got, you've got a hot tub. Oh, <laughs> didn't need to see that. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. How big do you think it is? I don't care. <laughs> you care. He probably has a really small dick. I mean, he's basically shot up on 80,000 different steroids. Ah, fair enough. And radiation. Gamma radiation, no less. Which we don't really know what that does, because I don't think it actually exists. America. Yeah, it does. I love it. America. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Jeff Goldblum? What was your, what was your feeling? Like, Hilarious. Dude, was that not... Like, for the Grandmaster character, because I know you've seen him in the comic books, and I've seen him too. Mm-hmm. And you, you always wanted, like, I always felt he was going to be some sort of an eccentric kind of a guy. And they cast, cast Jeff Goldblum, like, oh, he'd be a perfect character. <laughs> like, he'd be the perfect guy to play this guy. I had no idea they were gonna, just going to go, hey, Jeff, can you just, like, show up with some blue lipstick on your bottom <laughs> lip and be Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> Jeff Goldblum was like, when do we read the script? Oh, you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> just say these lines, please. Just, just do your thing, man. This is this is the this is the world that we're giving you. This is your sandbox. I really want to see Grandmaster telling me about chaos theory. That's what I want. <laughs> that, that's what I want to see. I don't want that at all. Oh, I totally want that. So oh my god, <laughs> would it break your brain if that happened? No, it would just be kind of weird. I feel like that YouTube video that's just him laughing in Jurassic Park for like ten minutes. Did you <laughs> did you did you catch the uh, the joke? I'm sure you did, but did you catch a joke when? Uh, Hulk grabbed Thor by the ankles and whipped yeah, his shit all over his Now you know how it feels! Yeah, I called that, like, as soon as he reached out his hand. I was like, don't do it! You're going <laughs> whooped. It was so good. Yeah, that was, uh, I think my favorite scene, though, was when, uh, Hela's got Thor. She's like, oh, what were you the god of again? <laughs> Let me show you. Yeah, and he went Super Saiyan? Yeah. I didn't mean to like spoil that or ruin that for you, but I know. I just I I loved Odin. You got him hammers. Yeah. (laughs) Just it's so it's so plain and it's been there and like we all kind of like everybody knew knew it like like but it's cool to hear Odin say it Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh shit I don't give a flying fuck about Mjolnir. Yeah. I need to just not operate. But I mean. Mjolnir has been almost a side, almost a side character in in the Thor movies and in the Avenger movies. Yeah, and he he got Coulsoned, and it was right kind of sad. Right, but it's so cool because like everybody's like, well, yeah, he's a god of thunder and he can do lightning. We've seen him do it with with Mjolnir, like focusing it and everything. And then it's like, hey, dumbass, you don't need that. Like, step up. <laughs> And he goes Super Saiyan 1, Thor, which is always cool. Whenever, the, the, best, the best time in any comic book series, anime, anything, is when they go to that first, the first time they go Super Saiyan. I think Super Saiyan Blue is pretty cool. It is, but the one that gets you to your soul. Oh, sure. The, 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 I mean, the first, the first time always gonna, is always going to The first time cool. Gohan, come on. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying, you, once they... I'm, I'm really happy with the direction Super went with... Uh, um, with TBZ? Uh, 
yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah, it's cool. I, like, you and I watched it. I thought it, that was dope as hell. Yeah, for sure. It was cool. But they also they also took kind of a comedic approach to it as well that made it okay to get to that point. You know, it's like, once you go the whole, okay, you're stronger, I need to be stronger, so now I'm stronger now. Okay, and I win. Like, you can only do that formula so many times unless you change the way they get to that point. You know? Mm-hmm. And in Super, I think they did that. Yeah. Which was cool. Totally. All right, well, what do you think? Call the podcast? I think that's going to about do it. All right, so I'd like to uh, remind everybody to listen to all of the shows on the Disease Network, such as You're Going to Do Disease, starring... Luke and Nick, and sometimes Jonah. And Um That Just Happened, starring... Rodney and Adam, and hopefully they get back to recording soon at the brand new FTC. That'd be awesome. You guys can always listen to us on Something Gate. Uh, we haven't been around for a while, but we're going to be back in action we got two back to back in the same day, so I, I, I think I think we're uh, I think we knocked the rust off today, Steve. What do you think? I think so. Yeah, I think this is gonna get a lot more regular now. We needed uh, needed a little sabbatical, and we are back in action. Always listen to the Badge Dialogue starring Mama Claire and Auntie Nitro, and we would like you to listen to the new show on the network called Intoxic Comics, starring our buddy uh, Kenneth and anybody that wants to come and talk drunkenly about. A comic book, which uh, just so he knows is still our idea. We've licensed that to him. So My idea. Steve's idea, final whatever. <laughs> Admit it. And record it for posterity. So as long as you remember to save this, we'll oh, be good. Oh, well, yeah, I'll save it. I don't have to edit it in, though. <laughs> but I will, because I'm lazy. <laughs> so, nice. On that, I would like to remind you that haters are going to hate. Aners are going to ain't. And alligators are going to alligate. And potatoes are going to potate. It's been something, Gate. Good night, everybody. Good night.